Health is everything. Health is everything. La salud lo es todo. La santé est tout. Health is everything. Health is everything. Hi, I'm Eleanor Barrett, age 8, and you're listening to Health is Everything, No Kidding, a podcast from the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health. When my mom was 8, she had a radio show called No Kidding, a talk show where she interviewed doctors about health issues that matter to kids. So now I'm 8, and it's my turn, and there's a lot to talk about. Health is everything. I'll admit it. I am kind of an anxious kid. A lot of the time, I'm worried that something is going to go wrong, or I feel like I'm out of control. And you know what doesn't help? A global pandemic. Because I want to hang out with my friends. I want things to go back to normal. And I'm really having a hard time with the ideas that my friends, my best friends, might be dangerous to me because of the virus. Or worse yet, that I might be dangerous to them if I have the virus. I'm cute. I'm nine. I'm not dangerous. Am I? Today I'm joined by Dr. Charles Raison, a psychiatrist and depression researcher at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. He is also a professor and the host of the grown-up version of this podcast, Health is Everything, at the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health. Dr. Raison is here to talk about fear, anxiety, and this annoying virus. Thank you so much for talking to me, Dr. Raison. Sure, Eleanor. My mom is always looking at news stories on her phone, and it's always bad news these days. She tells me that more and more people are depressed and anxious. I totally get that. This pandemic is bad. But why is a virus, something that makes us cough and have a fever, is making us emotionally sick too? Well, Eleanor, you know, it's interesting. In fact, viruses and bacteria, you know, the bugs that make us sick, also can make us directly depressed. They can change how our brain functions. And, and, you know, I studied that for a number of years. So the virus can actually make people just depressed because people catch the virus. But, you know, the, the main reason people are depressed right now is because that virus has messed up our whole world, right? So all the stuff that we used to just take for granted, it's been taken away from us. And when people get distressed and stressed out, and especially if they're separated from people that they feel really happy with, um, it's a normal human reaction to start feeling really anxious. And a lot of times it makes us sad and we get depressed. Yeah, I really miss my friends and I wish I could see them. And the only times I can see them, I'm always wearing a mask and masks are annoying. They are, aren't they? But you know, that's sort of a compromise that we have to think about, right? Because part of the reason people are getting so anxious and depressed and like part of the reason why the grownups are so depressed is they're sort of stuck in a hard spot. They want to get close and see the people that they know and that they love. But if they get around people, then it increases the risk they might get sick. And people also have an evolved fear of getting sick. So we're stuck. On one hand, if we get close to people, we increase the risk of getting sick and we don't want to get sick. On the other hand, if we stay away from people, we get lonely and sad and we don't want to get lonely and sad. And that problem, that back and it's like a seesaw. You, you, whichever way you go, you lose something. And that is, that's the kind of situation that makes human beings really nervous and really unhappy. So like, it's like the opposite of a win-win. Yeah, that's right. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. Uh, or at least it feels that way, right? Whichever, if you pick one, if you try to win at one, you lose at the other. So maybe it's more like a win-lose. And we just can't decide which one we want to win at and which one we want to lose at. That's why the grown-ups are going back and forth. You know, sometimes they close everything down, but then they get so lonely and freaked out that they want to go have parties, so then they go the other direction. And when they get when they when they close everything down, they get lonely and depressed. And then when they go out and hang out with each other, they feel better, but they get sick. You know, and it's hard on young people because when you're young, um, 
people have a very strong need to be with other people. They want to have friends. You get a little bit older than you are, you want to have a boyfriend. People want to have a girlfriend. And then they want to get married and have kids. You know, the, the, the humans that didn't have those feelings didn't leave kids. And the genes, their genes didn't come down and, and, and they're not inside us. So as a species, as an animal, we are wired to want to be around each other a lot, especially when we're young. So this is why it's been really hard for young people not to get together, even though the COVID virus is such a risk. And this is why they've been getting infected a lot more. Now, fortunately, they're not as likely to get sick and die. But of course, it's a risk because then they can give it to the older people who get can get sick and die. But so so it's really been a it's been a really a hard thing. And, you know, it's young people that are having the biggest problem with anxiety and depression. And that's because the virus is keeping them from doing what they want to do naturally, which is be with each other. But the thing is, I just want to be with my friends. It makes me sad and anxious not to be with them. My friends don't look sick or act sick, so why can't I be with them? Well, this is the really frightening thing about the coronavirus. You know, some viruses, you can only catch it from other people when the person is sick, right? So, you know, if I'm sick and I have a fever and I'm coughing, well, then you can know to stay away from me, right? And in fact, human beings, again, have a very strong evolved sort of um, behavior where if they see sick people, they generally want to stay away. But with coronavirus, a lot of people get the virus and they don't get sick. Maybe maybe 10 times as many people get the virus and don't get sick as do get sick. But even though they don't look sick, they're still contagious. And so you can catch the virus from people who look perfectly fine, including your friends. And that's why it's so problematic because we don't know, you know, it's very hard to tell who you should stay away from and who you shouldn't stay away from. But just because somebody's your friend doesn't mean they're safe, unfortunately. I feel more scared about getting the virus from people I don't know, but my friends feel safer to me. Isn't that true? Well, you know, that is a really profound question because it turns out that across millions of years, as as humans were evolving, your friends were safer. In fact, until just probably the last 50 to 100 years, most people were more likely to be able to survive infections if they caught it from somebody they knew because they'd lived their whole life with those people and their, and their immune systems had been trained to really deal with those bugs, those, those viruses or bacteria really well. And on the other hand, the, the bugs, the bacteria and viruses that strangers had were more dangerous. So do you know that like 300 years ago, people were scared to travel because they, they didn't know about viruses and bacteria but they knew that if they traveled, they were more likely to get sick and die. But nowadays, the problem is that everybody's all mixed together all around the world, right? This virus started in China. That's on the other side of the world. But within probably a couple of few weeks, it was here in the United States. So nowadays, your friends are just as likely to make you sick with this virus as somebody you never saw before. And that, so that's the problem. Your, your heart tells you that your friends are safer because human beings evolved to recognize that, yes, most of the time, for most of history, your friends were safer. But the modern world's a really weird place. And in the modern world, unfortunately, your friends really are not safer because the whole world is so connected that your friends are just as likely to have exactly the same virus as somebody on the other side of the world. So, like, my friends used to be safer, but now they're not? Well, like, let's say 15,000 years ago, or even maybe you know, 500 years ago, your friends and you were likely to have lived together so closely that you shared all the same bugs, right? And because of that, you grew up with those bugs, and your, your immune system learned better how to handle them. So, you know, even though in the old days, you know, when people were living in smaller groups, it, it was true that viruses from other groups that you were not part of 
we're more dangerous. That's not true anymore. There, there is no other. There, we're all the same family now in the modern world. And, you know, it's tough, but that's one of the main lessons that COVID has taught us is that we are all interconnected. And so, you know, although it seems like your friends and the people you know are safer, it's just not true. What the virus has said is that although you don't know it, um, you and me and everybody else are so connected with each other that there is no there's no outsider anymore. There are no outside groups, actually. We are really now one human family, and that's great um, for being a human being, but it poses challenges because it also means that when a virus gets into the family, uh, everybody gets it. So people you know are just as likely to make you sick as people you don't know. But that's that's new. That's only been the case probably in the last 50 years. So that's why your emotions make you feel like your friends are safer. And because that was true in the old days, it's just not true anymore. And that's really hard for us. So you're telling me that we evolved to think people who act like us are safe because they have mixed up the same germs and bacteria that we do. And now we are all mixed up, which is a good thing most of the time. But we have to worry about that we are at risk to everyone, no matter who they are. That's exactly right. You've said it better than I did and a lot faster, right? So it's really pretty simple. The Some of the ways to, to feel less anxious and happier are to stay healthy, right? And make sure your family stays healthy as best as you can, but also to to really spend time with the people you love and care about and to talk to them and tell them that you're feeling anxious or tell them that you're feeling sad. You ever notice that it helps to talk to people sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, a lot, right? So so that's the first thing that you should do. Do those two things. So and remember that also, you know, what can you do to keep yourself and your family healthy? Well, you know, at one extreme, you could just stay away from everybody. But then then you're going to have problems where, you know, you're going to be lonely and sad. So I think what we're doing right now is a compromise. There's pretty good evidence that wearing masks, and washing your hands, and not getting too close to people personally can let you hang out with your friends and still reduce the risk of getting infected. Like, I bet you don't like to wear a mask, right? But wouldn't, wouldn't you rather wear a mask and see your friends than not see your friends? Yes, but I still hate masks. They're, yeah. they're horrifying. They're, they're uncomfortable, rough, huh? too. Oh, I see. Why are they so horrifying? Uh, probably because they're uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much that. You want to know something? I feel the same way. Like, I, we were allowed to, like, once we have our mask on, like, we can, like, move it, like, out so we can, like, get fresh air, but... Yeah. And we're always allowed to take it off. Like, I literally threw mine across the room when she said we were allowed to take them off to go outside. Oh, I see. I see. But you definitely want to wear them, right? Because you don't want people to get sick either, right? Because yeah. the other problem is if people, if people in your network, if the people you know, if one of them gets sick, if they get the virus, then you have to stay away from people for, like, two weeks also. Just to be safe, right? I thought it was 10 days, but okay. Yeah, it's two weeks most of the time. Yeah, it's still a long time, and I would never want to do that no matter what. Uh, I know. So, so you know, this pandemic is a rough time right now, isn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, all of us are having to make sacrifices. And so this is part of the sacrifice you have to make as a kid. But the way to look at it is that, because you know, what if there weren't any masks? Then either everybody would get sick or you couldn't see anybody, right? So the masks and the hand washing, it's sort of compromise. It's, it's a way of allowing our need to be with other humans to sort of live alongside our need to try to not get sick. So did we like evolve to like not be able to like get sick when we're like with the people we've been with? Yeah, we, we definitely evolved to be with other people. That is one of the most striking features of being a human being. 
Of all animals, except for some insects like ants, humans are probably the most interconnected. We depend on each other more than almost any other species in the world. And we do it in some really unique ways. That's one of the things the pandemic has shown us, I think, is how much we rely on other people. In fact, our whole world as human beings is mostly about other people. That's partly why the pandemic has been such a shock to people is because we're all just thinking about each other. Who likes us? What do we want to do? How are we going to get a job? Who my best friend is? Why is she being so mean to me? We don't think, oh, this whole thing could be completely interrupted by a little virus I can't see. But now we know it can be. Right. And so we have to learn to we have to learn to live with the viruses in addition to sort of thinking about each other that way. But you're right. The humans have such a powerful need, an evolved need to be with each other that it's really good. But in the case of something like the pandemic, it's a challenge because the more we're with each other, the more we're going to get infected. How do you get to do the things you are doing now? You seem to know a lot about different stuff. Well, you know, what's really interesting is all the different stuff I know about is mostly because I was only interested in a couple of few things. So one of the fun things about being a scientist is you can ask questions and then test to see what the answers are. So you, know, you start out and you have a certain idea, but then you do a test and you find out the world's different than you thought. And then you got to go learn about something else or you got to expand your mind and try to make up another story. So I always just had a couple of really simple interests. I wanted to know what made people happy and what made people sad. And then I kind of also wanted to know how the body affected the brain, right? And so just those two things, as I, as I tried to answer those questions, I had to learn more and more things to keep asking the right questions and studying them. So that, like I said, that's a great thing about science. You know, it doesn't trap you in your own head. Nature is so much more creative than we are that when we test it, it, it makes us, um, it really gives us these great new ideas. So I think the key for knowing a lot about life is having things really interest you and then just follow where that interest goes because it'll wind you like a road through all sorts of different ideas over time. What's your advice for kids like me who are feeling anxious and worried and maybe some advice for our parents too because they're getting super weird these days? Well, you know, different people handle things differently. So for some people like your mom, it, her checking the phone all the time might be a way to try to control her, her feeling of controlling the situation, right? That knowledge is power, but other people really don't want to know so much about it. So, you know, I think the first thing to do is to figure out which way you are or which way a person is, right? Because, you know, if learning all about it makes you feel more calm and, and, and not as anxious, then that's an okay thing to do, but you're shaking your head. So if on the other hand, you'd rather know less about it, then that's also okay, especially if you're a kid. If you're a kid, you don't really need to know that much about it because your parents are going to be able to take care of you, right? I think what you need to know as a kid is that this is a really hard time for everybody. So the adults are kind of freaking out. And they're nervous, right? And so you may pick up on some of that. And now it's pretty clear that if you wear a mask, it helps keep you from getting infected. It also helps keep other people infected. So even though you don't like wearing a mask, I know it's kind of a drag, but that's something you, that's a kid you need to do, right? And then you should feel less anxious because as long as everybody's wearing masks, it doesn't guarantee people won't get infected, but it helps a little bit. It helps, to, it helps them from, it reduces the risk of getting infected. And then, you know, something I always tell people is it's normal to feel anxious. It's kind of normal to feel sad, but sometimes it can get to be too much. It can get to be too much for grownups and get to be too much for kids. And if you're feeling really anxious all the time or really sad all the time, you know, it's a good thing to talk to your parents because you really need to get some help, right? So just like parents need to sometimes go see doctors or therapists to get some help and talk about what's bothering them, it can be really helpful for kids too to, to go see a professional if they're really struggling. So now if you're not struggling as badly, 
then a lot of things are helpful. You know, you, you should have fun. You should talk to your friends as often as you can. You know, this is a good time to use the internet to stay connected with people, right? You should try to get enough sleep. You shouldn't eat too much junk food because that can make you feel bad, even if it tastes good at the time. And, you you know, you should try to have as much fun as you can safely because fun is a great treatment for sadness and being nervous. Okay, okay. So let me, so any last bits of advice for kids about mental health in these crazy times? Yeah, you know, I, there's something else I, have, I tell the adults. Can I tell you the same thing I tell the adults? Sure. Well, so, you know, nobody wants this COVID pandemic. It's horrible. I mean, people are dying. The economy's messed up. There's a lot of problems. But even bad things will sometimes have a silver lining. Do you know what that means? If you look for it, it means you would never want it to happen. But sometimes there's opportunities in trouble. Sometimes things that are really sad and painful, as horrible as they are, if you're looking for it, there's better and worse things you can do with it, right? So like with the pandemic, one of the things that you can do as a kid is ask yourself, is there anything that you've enjoyed more since the pandemic started? Is there anything you can identify that's better? For instance, you know, maybe you've had gotten a chance to spend more time with your family. This pandemic is very difficult. But I do think that it's really useful to use it to ask, wow, is there anything that it's taught me about what I really like in life? Or is there anything that's changed that I'd like to keep in my life when the pandemic's over? If you can identify those things, that can be really good for mental health. Thank you so much, Dr. Raison, for speaking with me. I hope all the kids and adults have learned something about staying mentally healthy these days. Health is everything. Health is everything. La salud lo es todo. La santé est tout. Health is everything. Health is everything. Thank you for listening to Health is Everything. No kidding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, share it with a friend, or rate it on Apple Podcasts. You can visit us at exploringhealth.org and follow the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health at EmoryCSHH on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time!